This episode of Making a Difference is being brought to you by The Grill Rain, home of the best burgers in town. Located at 2376 Augusta Road in Gloverville, South Carolina. The Grill Rain, burger royalty. Call 803-341-0158. To be a Negro in this country and to be um, relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage. Almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. To make a difference. Welcome to another episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. I'm here with a candidate for District 5. I just, I'm saying he's a candidate. I mean, he, he is a candidate, man, but his, his background is so incredible. I mean, he's really just, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm, he's a, a child of Augusta. He's someone who grew up in Augusta who, you know, has, has evolved from a, a child of the city to really just a man of the city. And I'm so glad to have here, uh, again, a candidate for the District 5 Commission seat here. Uh, in Augusta, Richmond County, uh, Bobby Williams. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Doing, doing fantastic. Glad to have you on the podcast. First thing I want to ask you is a question I ask a lot of folks who get into politics uh, is, is just that. What inspired you to get into politics and what specifically inspired you to run uh, in this election? I see that there is so much to be done in Augusta, Georgia. And I think we need to have people in place who are thinkers, uh, people who are outside the box, but most of all, people who care. I see so much going on in our communities uh, that I felt like I needed to run. I felt like Augusta needs someone who cares, and specifically about the 5th District. I've seen the 5th District at its high, and I've seen some situations that really need to be taken care of. Uh, people who have been our district commissioners uh, in the past, I, I really look up to them. Uh, people like Andrew Jefferson, I really looked up to him. He was a friend of mine. Uh, Bobby Hankerson, uh, Henry Brigham, years ago, we had um, Mr. Um, Commissioner Lockett. Commissioner Lockett. And uh, so many more before me that uh, carried themselves well, cared about the district, and, and really took it to heart to get things done in the district. So a great commentary. I want to ask you, uh, and, and first of all, I just want to say God rest uh, Commissioner Jefferson's soul, man. He's a really was a friend of the podcast. Much like I'm talking to you here, he was somebody who I called him on the phone one day. He was so warm and open and just did a lot to support this show. And, you know, obviously we thank the world of him. But you, you talked about, you know, just uh, bringing fresh ideas and, um, innovations, different things, and, and thinkers was specifically the word that you use. Talk about some of the ideas um, that you have. I, I know you've talked, you know, a bit about the Regency Mall, but I'm gonna just open up the floor for you to talk about right. some of those things. Well, first and foremost, the Regency Mall is an eyesore, and I want to push and be a part of some type of coalition to get something done there. I think we need to do something with the riverfront. I think we need to do something with that baseball stadium. If we could bring a baseball team back here to Augusta, Georgia, or, or do something that's gonna be advantageous to Augusta, Georgia with that, 
then I think that would be great. I remember at one point in time they were talking about doing something with lock and dam, something in reference to white water type situation. I think those types of things are going to be outside the box and it's going to put Augusta, Georgia on a different side of the map. Uh, I look at uh, the outlets at one point in time, there was talk about the outlets, I'm not sure about why that went away. But Augusta is one of the largest cities in Georgia. There's no reason why we can't be outside the box and attract people to the city to stay and to be tourists. So we should be a money-making machine and we should be able to take that money and do whatever else uh, we would like to do here in Augusta, Georgia. So Augusta is just a baby that's ready to grow. We just have, have thinkers that are outside the box. That's really good, and I love that you're talking about that component in terms of just that innovation and you know ways that Augusta can generate revenue. But certainly, and, and that's certainly a part of your your campaign. But I, I really want to speak to, and just based on your 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 career and your working experience, about how you're also a person who likes to enrich people. I understand you. Uh, worked uh, in Richmond and Burke counties as an educator, Correct. as an administrator for 30 years. Correct. Talk about that. Well, well, I started my career at Glen Hills High School in 1989 hmm. as a teacher, football coach, and baseball coach. I was a head baseball coach at Glen Hills High School. Wow. I moved on from Glen Hills High School and actually worked at Meadowbrook uh, Elementary for one year, and then moving on to Hesper High School where. I taught at Hepsburg High School and coached football and baseball there. Well, I stayed there for a while, and then uh, we moved on to the middle school where I was the athletic director, football coach, and baseball coach under Dr. Welcher over at Tubman Middle School. Okay. And after being there about four years, I was hired as assistant principal at Langford Middle School. And uh, after growing at Lanford Middle School, I actually was, I was asked to, well, I put in an application for Burke County Schools where I spent some time at Burke County as an assistant principal before moving on as director of alternative education. Pretty much proud of you know, my time in Burke County after moving on to uh, director of alternative education. I graduated 95% of those seniors in alternative education in Burke County. Very impressive. And one thing that I'm very proud of, uh, I was director of alternative education slash principal. I only had four fights in my alternative school in four years. I wanna, I wanna ask you about that because, and that's something that I, I really take pride in when you talk about community concerns and speaking to community issues because, you know, that, people will call that an element and they'll, basically treat those students as, as outcasts, but it appears to me that, you know, you took on that responsibility, you didn't treat them like they were outcasts, you treat them like they, like they were human beings, you treat them like they were kids. Right, so, right. But so kind, of kind of take me through that process. Well, well, we did alternative education a different way. We looked at, you know, kids who were there because of behavior, but we also looked at um, young ladies who didn't want to uh, go to school full-time. Tell you a little bit about the program, um, we actually had two sessions. One session was from 8 to 11, another session was from 12 to 3. So we were able to split sessions up. So if we had someone who we would bring in in the morning time, uh, do his session and leave at 11 and go to work in the afternoon, or if we had a young lady who had a child at home 
they wanted to uh, stay home in the morning and come to school in the afternoon, and that's what we did with that. So that allowed and afforded students who otherwise wouldn't have been able to work and be successful in a regular high school an opportunity to be successful and graduate. So uh, we were able to keep kids in school. We were to keep kids out of trouble, and we were able to graduate them. And that was uh, probably one of the greatest uh, moments in my life to, to be able to, well, to be appointed the uh, director of that program and see it grow to where it was. It was great. Of course, uh, I wrote a program uh, that um, I took to Glen Hills High School with me, and um, it, it evolved out of a program that we put in place over at Burke County High School to help bring Burke County High School up to par, and it was very successful. Of course, when I moved on to Glen Hills High School, I, I took the program with me, a cohort monitoring program, and um, what it does is that it monitors students from the time they're in ninth grade to the, all the way up until the time they're seniors. And each progress report and every uh, report card, we looked at their grades, we looked at the discipline, we looked at their attendance, and then we looked at those extenuating circumstances with each of those students that might keep them from graduating and or making progress. So, uh, this, some people came in from the state and they saw what we were doing. I actually uh, presented that program at the state level and it was placed on the state website uh, as an exemplar for other schools to take a look at. So if anyone wants to take a look at it, you can go on and the uh, Georgia DOE website and put in uh, Glen Hills High School cohort monitoring program and uh, it'll pop up. Sounds very innovative. Uh, did you want to interject something? Sure. Well, and, and over at Glen Hills High School, uh, we eventually got the school to a point where um, discipline was cut in half. Uh, we moved the school up 17 points on the CCRPI scale. Uh, graduation rate went to 86%. Uh, attendance went up. Teacher, student attendance went up. Teacher attendance went up. We raised thousands of dollars and bought uniforms and different things for the students. So we were, we were on the go. That's good. And what I'm hearing is, is that you're... You know, we, we hear about, you know, about people in education and just in varying, you know, areas. And I, I always like to think that they're, they may be specific to maybe academics or specific to athletics. But you've had the, the good fortune and obviously the, the talent and the work ethic to be able to work um, across a, a wide range of, of fields within uh, the education circuit. That type of versatility, the versatility is the word that we'll use for that. How do you believe that versatility will serve you in the political realm? Well, and just let me say a couple of things, and I'll come back to that. Sure. I'm also president of, uh, chairman of the board for Medical Associates Plus. And of course, that's a position where you have to make decisions and deal with uh, situations uh, that are great situations and sometimes not so good situations, which is what we go through on the uh, county commission. Uh, but we've been outside the box, I keep thinking about outside the box. Medical Associates Plus started as a, a trailer on Golden Camp Road 
We now have a $4 million building on Golden Camp Road. We do primary care in Wrens. We do primary care in Blythe. We just bought the old Social Security building on Walden Way where we do infectious disease control. We also uh, have partnered with uh, Doctors Hospital in some instances. Uh, and Dr. Kapui is one of our doctors now who is a well-known pediatrician in Augusta, Georgia. And, and we're still moving with that. I uh, was also President Polmark of CAF Aphasi. I was on the uh, board, the classic board. I was on the CAFA Foundation. And you said a cross-section of things I've done. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, I have touched every facet of our community uh, you know, whether it's with our adults, whether it's with our children, whether it's helping kids get scholarships or helping someone out with some type of service. And this is what I think I love to do. And after retiring from Glen Hills High School as principal, uh, this is another way to continue to serve my community as 5th District Commissioner. We'll be back with Making a Difference after these messages. Hi, my name is Bobby Williams, and I'm a candidate for District 5 Commissioner. I need your vote on Tuesday, March 19th, in the special election for District 5. You may see my signs planted around the community, but I've been in the community for more than 50 years. I worked in the Richmond County School System for many years, retiring as principal of Glen Hills High School. However, I did coach at three different high schools, Hepsiburg High School, Glen Hills High School, and Josie High School. Currently, I'm the president of Bell Mead Bell Terrence Neighborhood Association. I also chair the board of Medical Associates Plus, which provides medical health and services for all of Augusta. Our district needs leadership who will strengthen people. Our district also needs innovative leadership to improve the economy. We have resources and opportunities here, such as the Regency Mall. We just need to use our resources now is the time to change District 5. I need your vote. The special election is Tuesday, March 19th. And on that day, vote for me, Bobby Williams, the candidate for District 5 Commissioner. Do you need insurance for your car, home, life, or business? Then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, he understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106. Jay's office is located at 3118-8 William Few Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. But in terms of that, just that versatility, how do you believe that will serve you uh, in, the, in the political realm? Okay, in the political realm, uh, decision making. I've, I've been in situations where I've had to make difficult decisions, um, doing research and or listening to people and or doing surveys and or uh, having meetings and coming up with some type of concrete um, ideals or facts or whatever to make decisions, I think that's going to uh, help me out greatly. 
I think, uh, you know, with my background, I've done many strategic plans, some type of improvement plan or strategic plan to get something done, which is what I think we need for the 5th District. And I'm pretty sure that we have some type of blueprint that the Richmond County uh, Commission uses. And um, I'm, I'm sure there's something that maybe uh, fresh eyes can look at and, and help to improve and or um, say, look, there's a different way that we can do it to improve it or what have you. But I think my background in, in doing strategic plans and, and plans of improvement or what have you will serve me greatly. Uh, being in the cross-section uh, president of the medical associates, being principal or what have you, I have to deal with the community all the time. So that will serve me well also. And, and being in different situations, knowing sometimes that sometimes you just have to listen to people and, and allow people to tell you how they feel has been uh, quite something that I've had to do in the past, and I know that will be something that I will have to do as, uh, as commissioner. Being out in the community, just, just looking at um, things that need to be done in the community, how to get those things done, having the fortitude, the willingness to get those things done for the people in our community, that's something that I've, I've always been a self-starter. You know, I, I try to work as hard as, as the people I, I hope will work for me and work as hard. So uh, being able to go out in the community and look at what needs to be done, starting those things, getting um, some type of process in place, that's what I've been able to do in the past. And, in the jobs that I've had, the positions I've had, the leadership positions I've had, and I think that would serve me well. Sounds good. You're you're reading my mind in terms of just some of the some of your responses, which is really good. I want to ask you, as as someone who has overseen the process of providing uh, health care and health services within a community, I want to ask you just about the importance. And I, I think this is something over the last ten, maybe fifteen years. We've seen a, a degradation or, or depreciation of city services in Augusta, Richmond County. Uh, in your mind, uh, as someone, if, if you were elected, um, how would you oversee the process of maybe restoring some of uh, some of the, some city services? We'll, we'll ask you that way. I, I think um, we need to look at what services are truly needed, what funds we have. And if we have some services that are truly needed and we have funds, then that's where we need to put them. Now, if we have some services and we may need to do some type of program evaluation of the what we have in the city as it is, because you know many times you have services that aren't being used and aren't needed. And then sometimes you have some staff that, that are in position that could be shifted and create you know, some monies over here. So um, we would need to look at the data, uh, what's needed, uh, what's not needed. We need to look at um, some type of survey type situation where what is it that the people want, okay? And, it, and what are their needs? And so then we look at, okay, if the data says this isn't being used and we don't need this, then we probably need to do away with that. 
And if it data says this is what we need and we get, get rid of something and then we need to put the funds over here where students, where the, uh, where the people need it. So uh, we would need to do the research. But more so than that, you know, we need to educate our community more because sometimes they don't know that they need certain things. Mm -hmm. So we need to have a strong and, and maybe speaking and don't know exactly what all is being done uh, through our community affairs type of people, but uh, educating our communities and making sure that we understand and we are aware of those services, services that we can receive as well as those that we need and putting the funds where they're needed. I think what you're speaking to is, and, and we neither one of us may be able to speak to it, but I think you, your concern is that there is an information gap. Right, I, I do I do think so. And, I, and as I ride around the 5th District and, and the Augusta in general, you, you ride in certain areas and you say, oh, that's great. And you make a left turn or you make a right turn and you're like, wow, there's a need here. There's a pocket over here that really needs this. So um, there's much to do. But I think uh, we need to make sure that everyone is included. So we need to be inclusive when it comes to making decisions, when it comes to procedures, when it comes to policies, that we dig in the corners and around the corner as well as in the main streets. I want to ask you about that, and I'm kind of encouraged and I'm excited to hear your response about this because we talk about an information gap, but as someone who's worked in education and as someone who has taken the approach that you've taken to alternative education, a lot of times what I see in politics, local, state, federal, is I see an empathy gap. What can you do if elected to make people feel as if, hey, the commissioner in District 5 really cares about people? Well, I think first and foremost, what I'm hearing is that when commissioners are campaigning, they'll go to a church or they'll go to a community or they'll knock on the door and after they're elected, they don't go back. Mm -hmm. you, you've got to be visible. Just like you, you talked earlier about what have I done that will help carry over to what I'm doing or what I wish to do as commissioner. As principal, I needed to be visible. I needed to be in the hallways. My teachers needed to know that they were supported. My students needed to know that they were supported also. My students also needed to know where the lines were drawn. Even down to um, my maintenance staff or my lunchroom staff or whatever, they also needed to know that they were important also. So you didn't, you didn't walk by somebody on your maintenance staff and not say hey or shake their hand or go in the cafeteria and look at them and say, well, you're just a cafeteria worker. No. You put a tin on everybody's head. So every neighborhood is important. Every street is important. Every child is important. Every school in the district is important. You put a tin on every house. You put a tin on every street. You put a tin on every child. You put a tin on every school. It doesn't matter if this school is, has an affluent constituency as opposed to this school across the street. Okay. If the policy and the procedure says that they each get $100 for whatever, then they each should receive $100. Man, I don't know. 
my listeners know when I'm impressed with, with the candidate because we have a, a number of folks come through here. I speak to everybody. I think it's just it's a part of my public duty and responsibility. But, you know, when I hear about basically what I'm hearing is, is that you, you have an understanding of the working class struggle. And oh, I do. Very, I do. very, very I do. impressed with that. I do. Um, um, you know, my grandmother uh, was a lunchroom worker at Tupman Middle School. My grandfather uh, was a maintenance worker over at Augusta State. When it was Augusta College, okay. and I and I did grow up with them quite a bit, and um, and so when I look at uh, people, and uh, they taught me one thing, and that is that all people are equal. It doesn't matter if you have a lot of money, a little bit of money, or what have you. Um, and you know, as you grow up, when you're a small child, you, and you're living with people who uh, may not be making a lot of money, but they show you a lot of love. You don't even know that you're poor, if you understand what I mean. I understand exactly what you mean. Because when you go to the table, there, there's some grits and eggs on the table when you need some pants to put on, they buy you some clothing or what have you. So, uh, yes, so I have, a, I have a good understanding of that. But, but, but more so than that, people need to know in order to be unified, Everyone has to be treated equally. You can't have one class of people over here and one class of people over there because you want to bring together the ideals. But if you have one ideal on this side of the street, one, another ideal on that side of the street, you keep these separated from these and those separated from the others, then you never come together. You never get unity. Mm -hmm. So I could tell you on one side of the street I care about you, and then I run to the other side of the street, and they're looking at me, go to the other side of the street, they're trying to figure out exactly what I'm telling the other people. Now, if you bring them together and you tell them all at once, then everybody knows what you're talking about. That's it. One thing we got to do, because, I mean, this is just a great assessment of, of your campaign and your platform and things that you believe in, but... We got to get them out to the polls. Tell, tell them about tell uh, the listening audience about the importance of, of coming out on March nineteenth. I believe it is for the special election. On March nineteenth, you need to come out to the polls. You need to vote for someone who cares. I said uh, I was in a uh, meeting on last Saturday. One of the things I said was Bill Lockett cared, Andrew Jefferson cared, Bobby Hankerson cared. Henry Brigham cared, Kevin Holland cared, and I cared. You need someone who cares enough to fight for something to be down at the Regency Mall other than the eyesore. You need someone who will fight for those services that you need in your community. You need someone who will fight for everyone and not just someone. You need someone who cares. If you want someone who cares, on March 19th, vote Bobby Williams. Look, couldn't have said it better myself. So glad to have you on the podcast, my friend. We wish you all the best uh, in your pending campaign. And as uh, Mr. Williams said, March 19th is the day for the special election in District 5. You guys come out and support this gentleman. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of Making a Difference. You can follow Making a Difference on Facebook at facebook.com backslash making m-a-k-i-n a difference show that's facebook.com backslash making a difference show 
also want to encourage you to follow us on SoundCloud. You can download the SoundCloud app and follow Making M-A-K-I-N a difference. You can listen to all of our podcasts, all of our shows, and all the information that we send out on that medium. Support black media. Support black media. You can support the Making a Difference podcast by donating via Cash App. It's dollar sign making M-A-K-I-N a different show. Dollar sign making a different show. If you got suggestions for the show or if you just want to show us some love, you can do that by sending us an email at making a different show at gmail.com. That's making a different show at gmail.com. Love you guys so much. Peace and God bless. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.